The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> you don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Did you ever hear people say, I'm taking it one day at a time? Everybody is. That's how time works. One day at a time. Nice to have you with me. We're going to take it here one call at a time on the program. The doctor is in. 877 57 equal. I was toying with not even giving out the number, just gone straight to the acronym because the number is not an easy number to remember. It doesn't float off the tongue. 877 57 equal. All right, 877-573-7825. If you'd like to get onto the program, and I'd like very much for you to get on the program. As a matter of fact, I think I would like for you to get onto the program more than you would like you for you to get onto the program, because without you, I have no program. Oh, yeah, I could ramble on for an hour. I suppose I could do that. I don't know how many programs in a row I could do that. I'm going to run out of information probably next Tuesday. So, if you have a question about something in your life, a particular situation that you say, okay, Let's let's throw this at that guy. See what he has to say. You can do that. Uh, yesterday we had some uh, calls. People wanted to piggyback uh, upon the monologue. That happens a lot. I do a monologue and people say, okay, I want to talk about that. And if you would like to ask a generic question, whether it's psychology, uh, perhaps the faith, perhaps the faith where it intersects with psychology, it collides with it or cooperates with it. So, 877-573-7825. Just as a quick announcement, the pilgrimage I'm taking to Italy with Father Leo Padalighung in October has a couple of spots left. That's it. I mean, they actually opened up more. So that's kind of nice. A couple spots left. If you're interested, go to drray.com, D-R-R-A-Y.com, and my lovely and talented website manager has a little drop down right there pops right up you can see the details only got uh, just I, as far as i understand just a couple spots left I and mean, we're right next to getting another another free journey all right now how do i begin this let me do a little history it's probably been a year Brown University researchers put out a survey. I think it was a survey. I wasn't, I didn't read the actual study itself. I read a synopsis of it. They said, given the transgender phenomenon, we ought to look into social factors involved. Is there 
kind of a momentum, a social momentum, a kind of trend? And why is it so, so, so much more prominent among the younger people and not people who are 40 or 60 or 80? Why is this uh, not happening there? Well, as I understand it, that study got squashed. It's taken off. It's taken off of the the journal that it apparently was on. They said, essentially, the gist was, well, when you got something that's gaining this kind of momentum throughout the culture so fast, especially among young people, you got to ask some questions. Are there other factors involved than straightforward gender confusion? <clears throat> this came out, the Brown Daily Herald reports, the number of students who identify, and again, these numbers, are, these letters are just getting longer and longer, LGBTQI+, going on and on and on, and, and I think the more letters you get, the more likely that the young people can say I'm one of those letters. At Brown University, the number of students, the student body, Brown University. Now, Brown University is one of the quote-unquote old elite universities. You know, it says way up there at the top. It's enormously expensive, and it's considered one of the echelons, the upper echelons. Depends on what you want your child to be educated about. The percentage of students... LGBTQI plus. I don't even know what I is, and I, I don't know the pluses. Stands at just under 40%. You got that? You're pushing half of the student body at a university. Now, one might say, well, yes, but that's, that's a university that's very, very, very clearly left-leaning and you shouldn't even use the word leaning. I mean, it's just in that direction. Even so, this was triple the number since 2010. So 38% now, triple the number since then would be, it was 13% then, 14%. The students are saying they are not heterosexual is at 38%. They don't identify as straight. Now, the student newspaper reported that this is over five times the national rate. So the national rate is 7%, which is still extremely high. It's exploded in the last 10 years. The question can be asked is why? What are the factors? The leading answer seems to be that uh, more people are feeling safe in proclaiming this. This is, in fact, what they have wrestled with, and now they can come out and say it because it isn't going to be demeaned by the culture at large. That's the answer. Of course, we don't have those numbers in the older folks. You've got to figure, if you've got a lot of older folks with that kind of confusion, they would come out too, but they're not. Oh, the answer to that is, well, they've already solidified in their lives, and therefore it would be much more costly for them to come out like that. 
The student newspaper said, over the past decade, LGBTQ plus identification has increased across the board. This is the seventh oldest institution of higher education in the United States. Now, it does say some observers are countering that the rise is driven by social pressures rather than sexual choices. And they note that bisexual identification outstrips bisexual activity. Psychology has always prided itself on saying we need to explore. We need to explore the factors in any phenomenon. When I was a much younger shrink, a shrinkling, one of the big things I had to deal with was eating disorders. Eating disorders really peaked in the 80s. And psychologists were saying, let's explore this. What's going on? What are the sociocultural factors involved in eating disorders? What is happening here? Is this a biologically based drive or are there things that are occurring? We, we, we explored it. That's what you did. You looked at it. Anytime you had an explosive phenomenon, you looked at it. You said, what are the factors? What is playing into this? What is entering? That's what you did. That was Psychology 101. We're not doing that here. Oh, there are voices here and there that are saying, okay, let's let's look at this, see what's happening. How's the media involved? How's social media involved? Is there a link at some level between this and autistic spectrum disorder? What about social influence? What about wanting to fit in? What about the age group that we all know, or at least has been established, that is more influenced by the peers? most influenced by the peers at that uh, teenage level and very young adult level. 40%, close to it, 40%. Are we allowed to ask those questions? I, I don't know. I'm not seeing that we are, but I'm thinking that inch by inch, we are able to say, okay, let's, let's, let's start to parse this. If someone comes into a psychologist's office, psychiatrist's office, doctor's office, and says, I'm about to make a decision that cannot be reversed. I'm about to make a decision that will have complications. Physical complications, perhaps emotional complications. I'm about to make a decision like that, and it is not a decision that I can go back on. The average therapist would say, let's, let's look at where your thinking is on this. How did you come to this conclusion to make this decision? For example... There's research that indicates that not even sex reassignment surgery, but just hormone surgery in the adolescent teen years, for whatever the reason, and they, they, they can't really, I don't know how much they've speculated on the link, but it's, it's three times the mortality rate. So given this, should we explore 
the factors here. Now, I don't think that's happening in any universal way. I think if psychology is going to be honest to itself, it would have to say we need to look at the factors in human behavior because that's what we do. Are there areas that are not touchable? We had, some years back, a local high school have three suicides in a very short period. The counselors swarmed the high school. Why? Because they knew that there is a certain imitative component, a certain follow the trend, if you will. Sad to say three is not a trend, but that's a, that's a lot. And so, therefore, it was preemptive. Let, let's not let this idea that suicide is an option among the student body. Let's, let's see what we can do to help the kids not only cope with their, their peers having done this, but to cope with their own feelings and recognizing that this is potentially something that could be somewhere in the back of their heads. Why? Well, because kids are that age are very influenced, very influenced. Hammered into me through my growing up psychology years, adolescents, young adults, peers, 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 what the peers do, what the peers do influences them, what the peers do influences them. But yet, we're not really at the point of asking, how is this? At Brown University, the percentage of students identifying as bisexual since 2010 has increased by 232%. Other sexual orientations increased by 793%. Well, it's a much longer article. They conclude by saying, we see that identity is rising much faster than behavior, indicating that people with occasional rather than sustained feelings are increasingly identifying as LGBT. Dr. Ray. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Logging for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. 
As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Thank you for joining me here on The Doctor is In. I'm Dr. Ray Grandy. Number 877-573-7825. Now, Maria is calling from Columbus, Ohio, and this will give me the perfect segue to say, I'm hoping Maria knows this, if she says, yes, Dr. Ray, I'm well aware of this, and I plan to be there. We are going down to the St. Gabriel Radio area. Dominican University, on the evenings of, it's a Wednesday night and a Thursday night, August 9 and 10. This will probably be the last time for quite a while that we plan to be in the Ohio area. The rest of our tapings will be other cities in the country. So if you're in driving distance, well, it depends how much you like the show. I mean, some people would say I'd have to be within a block to come. But if you'd like, Columbus pretty centrally located in Ohio. We are letting people sign up to be in the audience. Two tapings a night, five I think five and seven, or maybe five, three, seven, thirty, I don't know. It's on the it's on the website. And you can stay for one, you can stay for two, three, four, whatever. Uh, bring the kids, feed them be we'll feed them between shows. A lot of fun. Audience makes the show. Audience adds to the energy of the show. So if you are in Columbus area or any anywhere thereabouts, go to St. Gabriel Radio, stgabrielradio.com, and they have their all their sign-up information. All right. Now Maria from Columbus, Ohio, is here. Hi, Maria. Hi. How old's your daughter? I would like uh, she's 13. She's going to be going into eighth grade. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You said I would like. What would you like her? Oh, well, I would like to know if I should continue helping her with homework when I become completely nasty and angry 
she is very pleasant. She works extremely hard, and she has a really positive attitude. So I don't want to crush her spirit. But I also think that helping her with homework would really benefit her uh, because she doesn't perform well academically. Um, Does she not perform well academically because you've had a history of it being very hard for her, or it's because she's just getting tired of school and it's a drag? No, she, no, she works really hard all the time and she has, again, a really positive attitude. Um, I have always thought she, not sure what she's doing when she sits in school. I've met with her teachers every year, multiple times a year, you know, and they all say, oh, she's fine, she's average. Um, This last year, starting junior high, they did acknowledge she can't really pass a test, but again, they don't, no one really seems concerned, so that's why I've started trying to help her this year with her homework because I do have another son um, who does have lots of trouble. And when they shut the schools down, I started working with him an hour or two every day on his homework. And things, I believe, got a lot better for him. So I was trying to put that model on her. But I never get angry with him because he has a diagnosis. I get so angry with her. and so Because she, <laughs> she's supposed to be able to do it, right? She's not yes, doing and it. and I can't believe right. that she doesn't know what she doesn't know. Well, here's so what I, I can't yeah. answer, Maria. Okay. I can't know why it appears that your daughter struggles with school. I can't right. know for her. Yeah. Perhaps if she had a learning problem, it probably would have been uncovered by now. Somewhere along the line, somebody would have assessed it at the school. If yeah. not, if the teachers are saying, no, she she does okay. Which, in a lot of times, it means she's not disruptive. Right. So, right. if she struggles a little bit, there's a lot of kids who this doesn't come easy to. They can do it. It's not easy. It's not smooth. Maybe that's what your daughter is. So, if you lose your cool, what if you said to her, I will come back around every 15 minutes. I'll give you five minutes worth of help. Then I'm going to leave. If you get it done, if you get this assignment done, tell me. I'll come back and I'll check it. But I'm not going to sit here for an hour and a half. Well, she'd be fine with that. I'm the one who, because, yeah, I let her on her own up until this year. I have other students, and I never had any contact with any of them. They, you know, they did really well academically. Well, it's just a different kid. It's just a different kid. You can't go, oh, I didn't have any problem with the other kids. Well, you got got problems with this one. (laughs) So here's the other thing. you got to make an assessment. If you think that because she struggles a little bit that she's decided, I really don't want to do it. It's, it's not something that comes real easy for me. And if it doesn't come real easy for me, I'm not doing it. Then you got a problem. And then you might have to say, well, your grades have to be at a certain level when I get the report. Or you don't have these privileges. That's not going to happen. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I hope you don't answer this in the positive. Does she have a smartphone? She absolutely does not. And I Good. tell her she'll never get one. She'll Good. never get one. <laughs> because obviously no. that is the main competitor for entertainment. Yeah. And so many kids are looking at schoolwork as Because they have a smartphone where they can have all kinds of good times and go everywhere they want. So. Break it up. No. Break it up. Yeah. Go go, no. go. five minutes. Say, I'll be back. I'll be back whenever. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'll be back. That's all you have to do is say, I'll be back. And we're going to do this, and we're keeping an eye on your grades. Because what can happen is that you can teach her that you have to be sitting there before she'll do anything. That's 
risky. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for the call. Okay. Thank Alrighty. you. Thank you, dear. Okay. okay. Anonymous female calling, married three years, her husband and she disagree. On Oh, I only got a minute? Oh, I just noticed that. Okay, well, let me introduce the call. And then we will go to our anonymous female. And then we got we got Jim up there, too. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't heard. Maybe, Andrew, you could look that up. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Anonymous caller, married three years. Her husband and she disagree on discipline for the teen daughters. This is very common. Um, these are his stepchildren, which I'm going to assume that mom is the biological parent. And, and dad is the stepfather. Now, in most cases like this, the step-parent wants more discipline. The bio-parent is reluctant for any one of a zillion reasons. That may not be the case here. We'll find out. 877-573-7825. If you'd like to get in line, I'd love to have you. Remember, you can call anytime, equal chance. This is Dr. Ray. Father Benedict Rochelle. Brothers and sisters, we got to tell the truth in this country. For heaven's sakes, I wouldn't want to go to a synagogue and find that they were having a Muslim service. I wouldn't want to go to a mosque and run into a Baptist service. I don't want to go to a Baptist church and find out that they're having mass. We've got to be honest to ourselves. We've got to be what we are. I'd rather a good old-fashioned, honest agnostic than a phony Christian any day of the week. There are reluctant agnostics. There are atheists who are searching for God, and they may find Him. But somebody who says they're doing something in the name of God and the name of Christ, and God and Christ have nothing to do with it, is violating this commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall not take my name in vain. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Americans are curious about the religious devotion of others and are willing to discuss the topic but most say they rarely have conversations about faith with their Christian friends. A study by LifeWay Research finding Americans are widely receptive to spiritual conversations in a variety of settings. Now, perhaps more than ever, people are open to conversions about faith, yet few Christians actually, Christians, actually take the opportunity to engage in personal evangelism. The reason conversations are not happening about the Christian faith that Christians are not bringing it up. And I think this is key. Now, this person is not saying we shouldn't be concerned about religious liberty in the sense of, yes, there is great persecution out there. But at the end of the day, it is about the fact that we're not doing enough talking about Jesus. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Thanks for joining me. Dr. Ray Grandy program. Doctors in Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Co-production, EWGN Global Catholic Radio Network and E. And, and E. 
Ave Maria Radio Communications. Producer man, Andrew Kruchek. Call screamer, Eric Dumont. All righty. Got an anonymous mom. And actually, it says here M.O. Uh, Eric, you might have wanted to put an M.O.M. on there. I don't know why you just put M.O. Oh, oh, Missouri. Oh, okay. Call, are you there? Yes, I'm there. All right. How Who, are you? This disagreement, uh, is is that, uh, who's stricter? Well, we actually ag- agree on discipline. It's just the manner that it's given. Um, I, I've listened to you a lot, and you always say, you know, you can't really be too strict, but to do it without love is not right. It can be too harsh. And I feel like he's too harsh in the manner that the discipline is given. What's he do? Um, there's some mocking and Ooh. just, you know, raising the voice. And um, I really don't know what to do about it because I wait until the disagreement is over and try to talk to him in uh, another time and just say, hey, I just, you know, wish you would not do it in that way, in that tone. And he gets very defensive and just says, well, you do the same thing. And, uh, you know, so it just it goes around in a circle and we never get it resolved. So I, I don't know what to do because I don't want to be the sole disciplinarian. But it just doesn't go very well when he does it. So I try to remove him from that. And I, Oh, he doesn't like that at all. No. <laughs> he thinks your kids are brats. Pretty much, yeah. And they, you know, they need work. They, We all do. But I think they're pretty good kids. I do discipline them and for things that their peers, you know, don't get disciplined for, I feel like. So I know I could do better, but they have consequences and they don't get, they get privileges removed and stuff all the time. So Has he been married before? Like Has he yeah. been married? Does he have kids? Oh, I'm sorry. Has he been married before? Right. Uh, no. So he stepped into a family with children, and he obviously has some uh, pretty stable ideas on how kids should behave. And when they don't, he gets frustrated with them. Yes, very much so. And it sounds to me that he was very, very strict, uh, maybe a little controlling it seems i don't know but it doesn't really matter i guess because um you know it is what it is now i'm going to shock you we do yeah okay i don't think he's strict okay i think he's not a very good disciplinarian because he doesn't discipline he gets nasty that's not discipline that's not discipline i think you need to ask him a couple different questions go to the root of it do you think that I let my kids get away with too much. That's what I'll I'll bet you he'll say, oh, yes, you do. Yes, Uh, he would say that. (laughs) Got it. So, therefore, he's trying to straighten them out, but he really doesn't have real good discipline skills. He doesn't. He he equates uh, imperiousness, loudness, emotions with discipline. None of that's discipline. None of it. It's, It's weak. Okay. Tell them this. I want you to discipline them. I, I want you to put consequences on them when you think they do something wrong. 
I would want you to do that. Can you do that without getting harsh? See, I'll bet if I asked him this question, I, I would bet. Very, this is a very common dynamic among step-parents and parents, by the way. Do you think that your wife undercuts you when you try to discipline these kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She questions yeah, everything she I do. all the time. Yes. Mm. How do I know these things? <laughs> Tell him. Make you a deal. I will not undercut you. If you commit to actually disciplining and not being rough. And here's where you can help. When he, now this could be hard for him to do. He's not used to kids, all right? He didn't grow up with these kids. I got a feeling he's, well, I got a feeling he's struggling with liking your kids. So tell him you'll step in and discipline them when you see him getting frustrated with him. You'll step in and you will discipline. You will put a consequence on those kids. And maybe he'll see how you do it and he'll realize that's the way to do it rather than uh, just kind of get all over them. That's what I would do. Suggest this, that he, when I say, you know, if you're not, as long as you're not harsh, I won't step in. He doesn't see that as being harsh. He doesn't see, you know, interrupting them and cutting them off when they're speaking. Uh, you know, because I tell the kids, you can't be disrespectful. You can be unhappy about your consequence, but you can't be rude and, and unkind. Well, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, Mom, you're saying something that's, uh, uh, now, now you're opening up something else. When you okay. say you can't be disrespectful, you can't be rude, you're telling me they are being disrespectful and rude. Is that true? Oh, yes. They definitely can be. Oh, then step in and do something about it. Right. Immediately, he doesn't like the fact that these kids treat him that way. So what happens is he treats them that way back. Right. So you step in, you tell the kids, this is not going to happen. I'm going to, because already they're saying they don't like him. You know that. So now you've got a dynamic going on that's so common in step-parent situations, which is the step-parent saying, man, your kids are brats. The biological parent saying, they're not bad. They're good kids. They're pretty good kids. They're normal kids. Step-parent saying, no, they're not. They're disrespectful. They're lazy. They do all this kind of stuff. The bio-parent saying, well, you know, if you had a better relationship with them, you wouldn't have this problem. And then he says, well, you know, you let him get away with murder. That's why I get so frustrated with him. And on and on it goes. It's like you've done this before. (laughs) 7,284 times. So you tell him, you tell the kids, I'm going to step in. If I see you disrespecting him, I'm going to step in. I'm going to do something about it. You can't do it, and I'll stop you. Okay. And then you tell him, please, you put whatever consequences you want to put on him, if you just do it a little softer. Break the cycle of him not liking your kids, him thinking your kids are brats, him thinking you don't really discipline, you're too loose, him thinking that I don't have a great relationship with him, and him thinking I hate putting up with this. That's all that frustration just pouring out. All righty, my dear. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you. Okay. Well, here comes the here comes the music. We got more calls up there. You know, unpredictable, dramatic, intensely emotional. Response. Oh boy, I didn't I didn't know those. I didn't know those at all. I'd never heard him called that. All right. This is Dr. Ray. 877-573-7825-877. 
57 equal. That's the number to call. I'd certainly love to hear from you. Still got a lot of time left in the program here. So uh, keep me company. of Mother Angelica. I come from the other side of the tracks. See? My uncle used to have slot machines. Put one nickel in and it's emptied. And I brought him home in a bag and my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, I won him. You didn't win him. He fixed the machine. I didn't care if he fixed the machine or not. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge by acquaintance is what St. Paul's talking here. We need to increase our acquaintance of God. What can we do to increase our knowledge of God? Well, study Scripture, pray, fast. But here's the obvious question. Are you? increasing in the knowledge of God? Or are you simply kind of staying stable? You're living off past encounters. When we speak of increasing our knowledge of God, as I said, you can read all the books you want about God and you'll have lots of information, but it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily become acquainted with him. We need to know God by acquaintance. And that's what lies at the heart of all true religion. Cresta in the Afternoon weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Ciao, amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here. Ever notice that common sense isn't so common anymore? Each time we check our news feeds or turn on the TV, it seems the world is getting wackier. While we desperately need a return to basic common sense. And Rosie Posey, my mom, a street-smart theologian from Jersey City, is just the person we need to help us restore it. So if you need a little bit more help with some common sense or know someone else who needs it, pick out my new book on our store, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, at AveMariaRadio.net's online store. A little bit of drum solo there. Dr. Ray, thanks for joining me here on The Doctor is In. Let's go to Jim from South Dakota. I was just there a couple weeks ago. Great place. Jim, you there? Great. Yes. How are you? All righty, sir. What's this uh, okay. cluster B disorders? I haven't really heard about this. Well, it's part of the personality disorder in Texas, too. Yeah. Heard about that. And I bring this question to you from Ephesians 5, 6, duty to live in the light. Otherwise, wouldn't bring it up. But I'm trying to flesh out this constant and pervasive controversy with Pope Francis. Have you heard about it? No. Well, a lot of folks uh, are confused with him and struggle to reconcile a lot of his passive aggressiveness, his lack of empathy, his exaggeration. Now, wait a minute. Be careful. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. You just said a lot of people are confused, and then you accused. 
You know, yeah, it'd well, be that's better. How be, I, that's how I make my assumptions. Based well, it'd be on, better to uh, say it'd be better to say people have said this is what they think. Well, that they tell you what are you going to do? Some rhetoric thing with me? Well, hey, rhetoric. I'm okay. trying to be I've specific. Got patients have told me they struggle with him. Okay, that's fair. Watering down the faith. I, that's that's okay. people say that. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Oh, so now you know about that. Okay. Well, no, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people saying I don't understand some well, of the things. Well, you said that, uh, initially you didn't hear about it. Well, That's no, I heard about that, but I'm talking cluster B disorders, which are antisocial, borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic. Those are broad-based summary traits of certain kinds of personality behaviors and emotions. They're labels. That's what they are. They don't explain anything. If you say somebody's antisocial, which means they have this tremendous breaking of the rules, hard to follow authority, okay, but that doesn't say how they got that way. That just is a label. It's a summary label. That's all it is. That's why I'm calling you. I'm saying to you, do you know something about his background that caused him to be this way? Because he is in well, What caused him to be what way? Whoa, 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 whoa. Caused him to be what way? All, did I not say... Didn't I not give you some traits initially? Well, you gave me the traits that you General thought, yeah. diagnosis criteria? Yeah, you gave me the traits you thought, yeah. Okay, well, and also the self-report of the patients I see who are Catholic. Well, well that doesn't make them accurate. It, it means that there are issues in the faith, sir. Well, you and if do... you don't want to pay attention, then you are in denial. And you are minimizing. I will acknowledge that there are uh, people who don't like Pope Francis, who don't agree with some of the things he says, who are confused by some of the things he says. I acknowledge that. But I'm not going to go and say, okay, we need to label him with one of these personality disorders. That, That would be a leap beyond leaps. Anyone can have those traits. And normally, the people that have those kind of traits are in politics. Those traits are extreme, Jim. Those traits are extreme. You call somebody antisocial, borderline, histrionic, narcissistic, those are the tail end of the personality continuum. You can't just throw them on somebody because they have certain behaviors or actions that look like that. No, this is... It, all these characters that he is hooked up with, all of these uh, pedophiles, and he reconciles them and brings them into all right, the faith. Jim, I'm, I'm going to cut you off on this, Jim. I'm not going to go any further on that one. Uh, you, you have obviously your opinion, but it uh, doesn't make it reality. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. I would say this is disagreement. Let's go two disagreements in a row from Elizabeth who says, I glossed over the mocking part. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Dr. Ray. I guess I'm kind of unhappy with you, too. Uh, okay, that's all right. I, Makes for good radio. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed you have a tendency to, yeah, you do seem to have a tendency to gloss over parental behavior, I would say. How did I do that? Uh, well, um, for example, this other this call that came in 
a little while ago that uh, the lady said that her husband, I guess, not yeah. sure you brought up, you know. No, I, 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 didn't, exactly I couldn't chase that. Or not. Yeah, I couldn't chase that in a four-minute radio call. Go ahead. Uh, was mocking the kids. Yeah. And you kind of glossed over, to use your words, that, I'd say, and then... Uh, okay, wait. Now, hold on. Stop right there. How how could I have not glossed over it then? How could you have not glossed over yeah. that? Yeah, what what would I have said? Well, you could have said, as I mentioned to the call screener, I would say mocking children as an adult. I might qualify that as child abuse. What do you think about that? Well, it depends upon the degree of mocking, but let's 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 take your point. So she said, yeah, he he does that. He interrupts them, or he he gets harsh, whatever, or he he mocks them. Okay, let's let's say he does all that. Would I should I say, well, tell him not to do that? Um, because she has, she has, she's been telling him not to do that. She admitted that. She says, I tell him, don't do that. So what I have said, well, you know, what he's doing is really nasty, so tell him not to do that because it's really nasty. Would that have been better? Would you say it crosses, if, it's, if he's actually mocking them, does that But I don't know that. Child abuse? I don't know that. What I did was try to break that cycle. If, in fact, he's being really nasty, and she didn't, she didn't say that, but let's just say, for your perspective, he, he is, then what I had to try to do is break that cycle. So I gave her some ideas on how to back him off. That's what I meant to do. I, first of all, he didn't call. Second of all, she's reporting yeah, it. I wonder why. Well, obviously, well, obviously, he probably doesn't listen to Catholic radio. Second of all, she's telling me how she sees it. I'm a shrink. I've been a shrink for 45 years. The one thing that is so obvious is that people will tell you how they see a situation, but that doesn't mean that is the way the situation is. So she could be strongly reacting to something he's doing, which is not nice, but it isn't as extreme as she perceives it. Now, I have no way of knowing that. Okay, that's point two. Point three is, if we want him to stop doing that, then I gave him, I gave her suggestions on how to stop doing that. So for me to say, well, you know, from what you describe, your husband's abusive. From what you describe, your husband is way over the line. I can't say that. That would be totally wrong to say that. I don't know that. Do you think there's ever a situation where an adult should mock a child? No, of course not. That's why I said he's not a good disciplinarian because he's not disciplining. He's using words or he's using emotions or he's using insults. Yeah, of course. If you read any of my books, I pound away at that. I'm sorry? I said even if the children are are disrespectful. Well, no, you don't don't return childhood behavior, childish behavior with childish adult behavior. No, they were mocking him. She didn't even say they were disrespectful. Oh, she, she did. Yes, she, she did. Yes, she, no, she did. Well, she said she they were disrespectful. Of, I would say acquiesced to that after he suggested it, but initially she just said that she told them not to be disrespectful. Okay, w- what's that tell you? If she acquiesced to it after I said it, then she wasn't telling me that initially until I poked around a little bit, which a, a good psychologist does, 
and you find out, oh, yeah, the kids are being nasty to him. He's getting frustrated. He's getting nasty back. Well, my opinion, I think maybe she just respects you, Dr. Ray, and perhaps she just didn't want to disagree with you. No, that could be. I'm not going to rule it out. But, Elizabeth, how should I put this? When somebody calls here and says, another person is doing this, how can I say, well, tell that other person not to do that? Because most of the people who call here are frustrated with that other person because they have tried and tried and tried and tried to get that other person not to do that. So what I got to do is to try to give them some ideas that will work to get that other person not to do that as much. She was frustrated with his style, so I was giving her all kinds of ideas on how to break that style. Wouldn't that be better than me saying, well, you know what he's doing is really nasty. Tell him to quit it. True? It, Dr. Ray. I'm sorry? My, my perspective is when adults don't behave the way they should and there's a long-term lack of... Uh, consequences for that, it can have bad results. Yes, Elizabeth, but you don't know that on the basis of that call. You have no idea, and neither do I, how he's acting, how harsh he's acting, whether he only does it periodically because he gets frustrated, whether the kids provoke him, whether she feels he's too harsh, but an objective observer would say, well, he's not as harsh as she thinks he is. Neither you nor I know that. So for us to say, she reported this, therefore, it's automatic, whatever he's doing, child abuse. That, that's a leap. But that's another thing. I guess that's not what got me going. Uh, okay. Thanks, Dr. Ray. Bye. All right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> this is Dr. Ray. I'll be back. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Do you rely on energy drinks to give you a boost? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Sales of energy drinks continue to grow rapidly, up to $20 billion yearly. Manufacturers are often promoting these drinks as a healthy alternative to other drinks like sugary soda and sports drinks. Energy drinks can be low in sugar and calories, but are high in caffeine. Some 12-ounce energy drinks have 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's about the same as two Red Bulls, two cups of coffee, or six cans of cola. Drinks have even been included in some school lunchrooms. So what's the big deal? Adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. And doctors recommend that for kids age 12 to 18, no more than 100 milligrams a day. Under age 12, no caffeine at all. It's easy to bust through these suggested amounts daily. Heart and sleep issues can arise. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on energy drinks at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. 
You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Just a thought before I go to Vala from Canada. Uh, in between the lines, and, and, and if this was any kind of therapy, which I don't do here, but in between the lines, if Elizabeth was in my office, I would ask her about her own experiences. I would ask her about her childhood and if that's what she experienced. I would ask her if she were married and that's what her husband did to the kids. I mean, obviously there was something very emotionally strong for her that she she looked at this like this guy is abusive on the basis of the mom's frustration with his style we don't know i don't know how nasty he is in his style i have no way of knowing and even if i did what i want to do is help mom reduce that as opposed to telling mom you are married to one abusive human being. Do you understand that? Do you understand what he's doing is going to have horrid long-term repercussions on your children? Now, that could be true, but there's no way I can say that. I don't know him at all. I don't know their situation other than the very briefest of things she said. So the only safe ground I'm really on is to say, well, ask him this. Get this commitment from him. You step in and stop the kids. So, anyway, Bala from Canada has got has got kind of a similar situation here. Hello. Hi. Now, this twenty-one-year-old. Uh, I'm doing fine. Hey, this uh, this kid live with you? Yes, he does. Uh, is he nasty to you, huh? Yes. Mm. Yes. Very nasty. Uh, he has kind of like lots of resentment because of my husband passed away six years ago from cancer. So um, he was 15 at a time. And I think he still has some issues with that. And Because he has issues with that, is that why you think he treats you mean? I don't know. I don't know. Because when he's really mean, it comes out that he lost him and he's the only one who used to understand him and nobody loved him in the family. Mm. So I don't know. And he refuses to get help. Is he working? Is he going to school? What's he doing? He was, but he's not anymore. Mm. Well... I've only got about a minute left, so I'm going to ask you to call I back. I know. I would love to talk to you. You call again. You call again. We'll put you first up. But here's something. There's two thing, two points here to consider. One, mm-hmm. when your husband passed away, he was 15. So he was smack in the middle of his stallion years. And a 15-year-old boy can really push on a mother. If she's there by herself, he can really push. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one. Two, if he is, in fact, nasty... It's kind of when you're trying to get him to act responsibly or cooperative, and he doesn't want to. And he lost his job, or he quit his job, or whatever happened. So he's not working, and he's sort of just being at home. And then three, one more point, you probably feel pretty guilty 
about what happened to him losing his father at that age. And he is going to let you know that, in fact, that had changed who he was. Please call back, Val. I would love to talk to you some more. This is Dr. Ray. Thanks for joining me here. Walk with God always. Always. You fall, get up. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.